Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. He is the Indian-born, Singapore-based blockchain entrepreneur who revealed himself to the world as a mystery buyer who paid a record of almost $70 million for a digital artwork by American artist Beeble at a Christie's auction last week. He's gone by a pseudonym, Metacoven, but revealed himself last week. And of all the investors that we've had on this show, it is a first for us to speak to a millionaire entrepreneur who started not only perhaps the next chapter of art history, but is perhaps at the cusp of the next chapter for what non-fungible tokens mean for the world. His crypto fund won the rights to digital artist people's every days, the first 5,000 days. Welcome, Vignesh Sundaresan. Thank you. Thank you. That's a really awesome introduction. Thank you. Uh, We're thrilled that you're here. Now, I have to ask with the question everyone wants to know, why did you Mm -hmm. buy the artwork? And is it linked to the virtual real estate which you own, the virtual museums that you own, and the tokens that could maybe allow the public to own culturally important pieces of art? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I I, I strongly believe that this piece is, is... has a very important place in history, in art history. Uh, so Metapurse itself, we are very focused on, you know, digital art and, and digital NFTs. And that's that's what we do. Um, so I've been collecting all these culturally important NFTs since 2017, right? So land and decent land, like land in the virtual worlds. Uh, I've been collecting the f- very interesting pieces of art over time. There is also programmable art now, uh, which is digitally native to crypto, where, you know, the, the piece of art can change with some transactions on the blockchain and stuff. So those kind of arts we've been collecting for a while. Um, and, and when this came out in Christie's, I, I felt like it was a very important moment in history where, you know, the traditional art world was recognizing something that was fully digital, right? It had no physical counterpart, and it obviously made like surprised a lot of people. For but for us, it was not a surprise, right? Like it, it is obvious for us uh, this um, um, this elevation uh, in in how NFTs are being recognized. I'm happy to be part of that history. Okay, so as you say, you know, you've bought people's artworks before, um, you know, bundled it and then fractionalized ownership through that B20 token that we were talking about. Um, So is this artwork going to be added to that fund or is it meant to draw attraction to that fund? Uh, So no and no is the actual answer. Um, The thing is, B20 is not just a bundle of people art. It's it's a bun, it's a very interesting bundle. So if you go on b20.metapurse.fund, you will understand what it is. So it's a static bundle, meaning that uh, we did buy twenty pieces of one of one Bible art pieces, and then we bought land in the virtual worlds, and then we had an architect build museums, and then we we had a sound uh, designer come and sound uh, do the soundscape for the museums, and all of these were NFTs, right? So NFTs need not just be art, it can be music, it can be land, etc. So we put all of these NFTs together. And because this is all on an open blockchain, we can use a smart contract to secure it 
without needing a third party to you know enforce the uh, contract so it's all on a smart contract now and we fractionalized uh, that a uh, bundle into 10 million tokens and that's what like a lot of people have now right so it was an experiment where we uh, like personally i was thinking i've been a collector for a while why don't i try to be a producer where i can instead of just collecting a piece of art nft i could bring in more than one artist together and see what happens and that's exactly what happened so the museum itself is a piece of art right like it's 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 the first ever uh, museum uh, done for an um, done for uh, in such a scale mm-hmm. and and uh, the land we bought was worth $100,000 because it's a uh, how do you say it's it's in an important spot in the in the in the virtual world too right yeah. so all of that went into the bundle and what i like i I told this when I did B20 also very clearly like that's an experiment and it's like a movie so once we do a movie we don't add scenes to it so it's not like what what goes we bought now goes into that bundle it's a static bundle mm. it's it's for you to enjoy anyone can go enjoy these museums mm-hmm. and if you want to like buy a piece of the museum you can do it now right without trusting me or anyone that's the idea that's the idea okay so now i have to ask is the beeple auction then like the gamestop craze mm-hmm. a part of what has been described mm-hmm. vignesh as the meme economy you know where what the internet mm-hmm. likes is converted to a lot of cash uh so this is a, this is a very deep question because i think meme theory is is something uh we can we can go into and and because now uh what what is happening in the world as a phenomenon if you ask me mm-hmm. is a decentralization of capital right like um crypto did not just decentralize um how money works but it also ca- decentralize who has this capital so it's not it's not a set of people sitting inside a boardroom three people deciding on a deal but it's now open to the public right like and and what they look at and what the three people inside a boardroom would like look like look at is very different mm-hmm. and so this is a phenomenal as you said not just um in crypto but gamestop also reflected the same thing where it's more of the meme that that has the value and i think uh, into crypto art and all these nft movement uh, the meme part is very important but m- my 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 important note here for people is to not they reject it as a fad because it could be the new kind of moot right like you, you need to have a meme and then you can do a m- multiple stuff uh, that is useful economically um i would i would give an example of say game stuff now could look overvalued but because they have this meme backing them now they can maybe go buy an interesting business right and that business could become valuable right because game stuff just bought it like things like that is happening in the reverse order because for a long time the world has just been a beauty contest right like uh, stocks have become more of a beauty contest than than value uh, value based investing or something which which is uh, which i don't know if it's a healthy trend but that's the trend we are living in right now so as an investor what do you look at, at nfts as are they are there a new asset so, class and- definitely nfts are a new asset class and and they are a blank slate because they they are not just crypto art right so if you take land itself uh, virtual land uh, i'm sure that a lot of people might be like why 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 is virtual land interesting 
uh, and and can can't you not create infinite land right like mm. things like that but nfts what they allow is to create uniqueness in all of this infinite infinite space so imagine going on netflix every day uh, when there is millions of websites on the internet and exactly watching what netflix wants wants you to watch every day right like that's what we do now yep. we just click on the banner the huge banner and netflix decides what we all have to watch Absolutely. right so even though there are millions of websites so there is even even though there is infinite space in the digital world and in our imagination there are going to be spots on the internet which is going to have more importance than the other right and if if you if it's a 12 year old or a, or a 15 year old i'm sure that when he gets access to the computers because b20 also was an experiment like that where a 12 year old on the computer right like where will be go where will he go in the virtual worlds and getting that attention like grabbing that attention i think is very important because over time in a year or two when these virtual worlds become important all these lands around these museums are going to be more valuable right like building the burj khalifa and selling the land around it right Got so it. all these theses yeah. are possible with nfts where this the space where burj khalifa is is its own nft but every piece of land around it is a unique piece of land right like it's not facing it's south facing everything is unique so that's what is captured in an nft and that translates into art also where i believe that for example uh, uh, the first piece of art uh, nft the first nft from an artist will be valuable right like i mean because of its novelty um, maybe uh, art that made lot of news or controversy could be valuable so it's it's not straight forward what you can invest in mm-hmm. definitely maybe investing in virtual land is much easier than investing in art but the approach i think people should take if they are looking to invest in art through nfts mm-hmm. is that they should just invest in things they love and not invest too much money All right, that's great right. advice. If you've just joined us, uh, we're joined by the crypto whale that is at the heart of all the news headlines on NFTs. He's a mystery buyer who spent almost 17 million uh, ether, uh, the equivalent in dollars on a piece of artwork that was auctioned by Christie's last week. So, Vignesh, I understand, let's get to know you a little bit better, all right? I understand that you don't own a car, you don't own a home, you rent. So, you seem pretty asset light in the real world and asset heavy in the metaverse. Is that fair to say? Yeah. That's that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. It is and why and, um, why is that? Um one is freedom of movement um i feel like a country like singapore is 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 something that's very uh, i've i've grown to like singapore a lot because it it has this you know like uh, almost um very smooth efficient system right like in whatever you want you know like you get out of the airport you get on a cab you know you're in singapore that, that's the feel uh, that's the efficiency here the thing is uh, but if i want to go live somewhere else i i don't want to move my life my assets and all those things have because they have become old traditional assets in a way where the governments around the world think about land um everything that's physical in their own form right like it's it's taxed differently uh, and and there is also asset inflation which means that when when there is inflation now going on and 
and there is taxes on capital gains in a lot of countries. For example, if I buy land in India, and then like there is money printing inflation, and then I, I sell my land, I still have to pay 50% of my money. I find that, you know, like in a way, um, not not a good deal to, to be an investor. In, in, my, in my own way. So I have my reasons of not owning land in, in various other countries, but in Singapore, it's just hard to own land, right? Like it's, it's, not, it's not just straightforward to own land either. So I think um, being asset light gives me the freedom to travel. Um, I, I still enjoy all the, um, all the physicality of this world. I don't think we should own it to, to enjoy the physicality, right? So, Interesting. yeah, I, I I don't know why we should own it. In the same way, I don't own f- physical art too, right? Yeah. Because where will I store it? And 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 I cannot store have like for example, I have three hundred, four hundred pieces of digital art. Mm-hmm. But if I had the same three hundred, four hundred pieces, I'd be spending so much money just to store them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking NFTs are just better. Uh, because I don't have to pay anything to store them. That's a very Zen approach to space, I think. (laughs) And pardon the pun, but I think Singapore is richer to have you here with us. So we're very glad that you are here with us. Uh, But share with us a little bit about your life. I mean, eight years ago, you were a technical consultant for a national Mm -hmm. Indian publication, the Hindu newspaper. You are only 32 years old. So how do you make Mm -hmm. that jump to where you were to where you are today and, and along the way accumulate at least 69 million? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> actually it's a uh, it's a nice journey for me uh, personally because um i think all like i've always been chasing new trends uh, as they appear especially tech trends because my uh, i i really enjoy reading history and how how the world became how how the world has evolved to where we are today so and i i i enjoy I enjoyed the fruits of capitalism, right? Like, for example, um, how Amsterdam began, how um, London formed, how New York formed. All these stories are very important. And there's a nice documentary on Prime, uh, the three cities that uh, define the history of the world. Mm. Uh, I might be wrong, but, you know, if you search for it, you'll know. That, that, That kind of history... Is, is very important and inspiring to me. And then from there, I look at Rockefeller, I look at, look at all the tech changes in the world and how people made money when tech changes, right? Like when there's a new technology, there's a new set of rich people. Yeah. So that's very nice because I think the world is far that way because the traditional rich people, if they just sit on their money now, maybe in three generations, they'll be poor again. I'm not saying they'll be poor, poor, but there'll be like different rich people. That's been happening for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that is a fair, um, fair world in which there is opportunity uh, always for some new technology to come in and someone to make money. So once I understood this part of history, I was always looking for what is this? What is the new technology? Because I was not there actively when the internet just came out, and I had obviously I was in a town in India, so internet was 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 a fourth like it. Internet happened to me after internet had well developed, right? Right, right. And and so I could not make any money off the internet. But when I saw crypto, I was like everything clicked together. So new new technology, maybe it works. I'm not saying it's going to. In, mm. I, I'm talking about 2013. Mm. Even now, I don't know if it's going to. That's that's a different question, right? But I'm like, what would Rockefeller do? 
go all in live in it for a while and what what is beautiful about crypto is in oil maybe five people made all the money in 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 the during the internet maybe 1000 people made all the money but in crypto there are hundreds of thousands of people who have made money and and without crypto being so open a guy from india could not have entered it and could have made money right so that's what i really enjoy because it was not a vc world vcs were against crypto when it came out because they didn't understand how it how how it works either so it became a open Uh, field for a lot of people to come in and start investing money so bitcoin in 2013 anyone could buy it right and it was 100 dollars i didn't have money to buy it so i started providing services where i could earn a you know transaction fee or something and that's how i got started and i think i've been very um, focused uh, every day i've been working on crypto every day since 2013 until today and i've been just riding the trend right and today i think the trend is nfts so that's why i'm i'm just you know like it's like i'm for me in my head the mental mode is i'm like playing poker and and there's there are these rounds going on and it's it's a different game all the time so it's not like oh you could just invest in uh, icos and make money no that's all gone now you have to understand how fast and quick trends are changing maybe in a year nfts could just normalize and maybe there's no alpha anymore right so there could be some other trend coming up so it's very important to clue yourself and and into the information network uh, of crypto so that you can you can just feel uh, what what's going on here what's right? going on what's coming know, maybe next it's a, yeah right yeah that's correct yeah, yeah. Well, because the- it's very fast it, we are going towards singularity in in that sense right where there is so many so much technological change and it's happening so quickly now right like in in 30 years ago a technology change used to take 10 years now internet is 30 years old and bitcoin is 10 years old that's it think about it for a second right internet is not so old it's my age <laughs> <laughs> i have to ask this question is a little bit cheeky but i have to ask it because we're all about investing so what is in your portfolio i mean do you have traditional stocks and equity or is it all based on crypto <laughs> I have no uh, equity, no stocks, uh, all crypto. Um, most of them non NFT because people ask me that <laughs> whether I'm all in on uh, NFTs. I'm not all in on NFTs, definitely. Right? Mm. NFT. What I did with Christie's is is a very a big risk, right? Like an an experiment for me because I I I do have plans of of. you know what what can be done in terms of the meme theory itself yeah. and i want to work on that right like it gives me the a space to work on that so it's more of a investment for what i want to do right so that's very different but on for the other nfts i've bought i think i just bought it for the emotional reason right like if you are a fan of someone maybe you should buy you will want to buy the first nft he releases or she releases right yep. and it's a good way to support them too mm-hmm. so that i have a lot of nfts like that but most of my assets are is in crypto that's not nft okay okay well thank you for that so what do you think about you know you we know that you're a singapore based but you are indian born so what do you think mm-hmm. of india purportedly looking to ban cryptocurrency i think the conversation is um it it has become a conversation right like mm. uh, i was i was really worried about people banning crypto because then how could my story happen 
right? Like very simply speaking, um, I feel very, very uh, connected to crypto, but I've also had these conversations with a lot of my friends and a lot of people, young people also in, back in India, um, who who have, you know, introduced them to NFTs, crypto. And it's like making an NFT today is like how I participated in crypto 2013, right? So I don't know if India wants to ban art, right? Like why why should they? Like if, if someone can make $500 from the mm. internet, I think they should not ban it. That's that's my personal, you know, mm. opinion. Mm. Um, but again, like this is a phenomenal change of what crypto is doing to the whole system. So they they might want to make sure that, you know, it's not used for the wrong reasons or something. That's all perfect. But because the conversation is now really going on and and this story also, I think, you know, like it has its own ripple effect. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I I also ditched the pseudonym, like not ditched, I mean, revealed myself out of my pseudonym mm-hmm. because maybe that story uh, gives some legitimacy to what crypto has done. And people don't keep talking about crypto like something, you know, like the bad actors are always using and use that as a reason. So if my story can be used as the as the positive reason of why, you know, you should let crypto, I'm happy to take that, you know, risk and reveal myself. I don't believe that India will completely ban crypto now. Um, maybe they will allow it as an asset class with, with taxes to get in and get out or something, mm. which which is my wishful thinking maybe, but I don't think they'll completely ban it. Okay, we hope so. Um, what do you think of uh, Jack Dorsey's tweet going for 2.9 million? As an NFT, mm, I don't have a I don't have a specific opinion on that. Uh, I I didn't buy it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't buy it. Uh, I was thinking, but you know, like I was like, man, I just spent so much money on something <laughs> else. So <laughs> so yeah. I, I but but the more important thing to understand is that it's not like one or two people who are you know buying these NFTs and stuff like mm. that, but a lot of lot of collectors. So which is nice to see, and. I think part it's it's interesting that you know digitally native items which had no um, form or no no other um, way of monetizing them now has some form of monetizing right so Jack Dorsey's tweet is very interesting because it's part of the internet history and art history now right so it's an important tweet. Tomorrow, what could happen is Twitter could just integrate these NFTs into their system and say you could buy any tweet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you'd buy it for $1 or $2 or $10, whatever. Yep. But at that point, this tweet will look cheap because, you know, it's the first tweet then, right? That was ever sold. So it, it makes, it's a very interesting um, bet to take on on these NFTs. I, should, I, I want to use the word bet on them mm-hmm. because... I think NFTs will be ubiquitous. Uh, Instagram posts will become NFTs. Um, tweets will become NFTs. You know, like people just want to collect stuff. It's like a card, right? Like collecting cards. Yeah. Uh, people enjoy them and, and and maybe people have their own museums or, or houses, virtual houses in the, in the decentralized world where they will display all the trophies. Like, oh yeah, I have Jack's <laughs> tweet. I have this guy's tweet. And, and that's something... As human beings, we enjoy, right? Like it's like signaling yeah. uh, status and, mm-hmm. and 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 those kind of things. I don't think that's 
that's new yeah. because of NFC. That's that's been our history. Now it's just possible that more people can do it. A, a whole new category for bragging rights has been created, so to speak. That's correct. Yeah. So it was really great to hear you talk about a little bit of nerves when you know putting sixty nine million dollars on that bet for that JPEG <laughs> artwork. You know, makes you human almost. That was okay. Uh, for the rest of us who don't have sixty nine million, right? How do we get in on the NFT craze? How do we how do we cash in on it? It's a that, that's what it's a very um, complex uh, answer because um, two years ago, when when this this was not in such such a um, such kind of it didn't have such kind of attention. Everything was very cheap, right? Uh, a land in decent land was going for hundred dollars. Now the same land would be worth say at least ten thousand dollars, right? So it's like it was like buying land in 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 a in a city that's not been uh, discovered yet or something, right? So those frontier movements are gone. So what's but what I think is interesting is that now the industry has grown big, and all these mainstream mainstream NFTs could go for a very very large amount, but still niche NFTs. For example, if there is a artist in Singapore, right? And, and they release an NFT. It could be more interesting for a collector in Singapore and because they understand them and there could be a small competition going on. So instead of Singapore NFT selling for a million dollars, it could sell for $100,000. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, a Japanese NFT could sell for $100,000 in Japan, right? Like things like that, mm-hmm. which have this niche um, importance uh, could be interesting. And I think that's where the frontier is where NFTs, instead of looking at it as a one whole thing, uh, you should get, like, people as collectors should get started on, there's a place called Foundation, foundation foundation.app, there is uh, super rare, async.art, all these places are very interesting because you'll see so many artists, uh, like, uploading their digital art. Either collect what really speaks to you, right, without thinking about it as an investment, or be very smart and see w- which artists are interesting, but the world has not discovered yet, right? It's like being a, um, how do you say, it's like being an man- artist manager mm-hmm. where, um, where the world does not understand. So it might look like, why is, I'm, I think he's worth a lot more, mm-hmm. but why is no one, no, no one paying it? And maybe that's your bet. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's your bet, mm-hmm. and maybe when that artist becomes big, your NFTs would be worth more too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a very um, incredibly uh, manual process, mm-hmm. right? It's not easy. Um, like I, I, I've had one year of uh, you know manually choosing these NFTs, and then I expanded my team so that you know I have people looking at these NFTs and 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 seeing, but I can still not do every culturally important NFTs mm-hmm. because now they are all niches. There, there are Indian NFTs, there are Singapore NFTs. So that's that's what is interesting now, if you ask me. So people should focus on them. Do NFT values grow as cryptocurrencies values grow? Uh, there is definitely a correlation, mm. but I think in the future, they will decouple. Mm-hmm. NFTs will become bigger than just cryptocurrency. It's, again, this is all my predictions. Right. Like, I don't know if it's turned out right, but think about it. Cryptocurrencies, what do you do with it? 
speculate, right? Like there's not a lot of use on it, but mm-hmm. it's a good technology. There are smart contracts, which is, which, which is a very nice technology. But NFTs are emotionally interesting. Like it, it connects with people, you know, like I, I've met so many people, even me, if, you, if, if I, I can show you a few pieces of my art and talk about it for hours, and I can, you know, like it's, it's emotional. And even with the people 5,000, I can speak about it for an hour, just how, how connected I feel to the piece, right? Mm-hmm. So things like that are very different from cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency, I'll just be like, yeah, I bought this at this price and now it's at this price. There is no, you know, like huma, hu, that human emotion involved. And that's why I think NFTs will be, be bigger. And because NFTs will still be on cryptocurrencies, cryptocurrency might become more valuable because of NFTs. Fascinating. Um, you know, you mentioned you're now a producer. Um, you you mm. are a collector, clearly. Um, what's next on your list for what you could be collecting? <laughs> so, uh, I, I like right now, I'm... I've, I've asked people to slow it down in, in terms of, you know, collecting more pieces okay. instead of uh, doing that. What what I really want to do is uh, uh, see if we can bring in more artists together, right? And and do a production that's um, that's that's very interesting in the metaverse. So maybe I've, I've had, because of this newfound, uh, um, you know, attention towards us, what's happened is we've had interesting architects from around the world write to us saying, we already just, you know, architects build virtual things already, right? Yeah. Like the plans. Yeah. Architects. Yeah. So we, we, we are talking with real world architects and they want to build, you know, beautiful monuments. So I'm thinking I want, like we are, we are going to definitely do this in the next couple of months where the B5K gets a beautiful virtual monument which people can visit and enjoy because it's 440 million pixels and and it's not easy to you know like enjoy it like from, on christie's website it looks like a you know like, what, like a what's quilt. happening here right yeah. it's mm. just a collage mm-hmm. but it's 5000 individual high resolution pictures if you think about them so i want to blow it up into into a huge virtual museum where you know we have these like it's all in my mind. I don't know what the architect is going to do, but I've been telling them like Harry Potter, click on something and you just move like es- on escalators to go like a giant scroll, one particular piece that you can just move yeah, yeah. through. And so you're going to build yeah. this n- epic, massive museum for it. Massive museum. Mm, yeah, that's my plan. Yeah. Oh wow! So if you ever it's need a voiceover for that museum, can I put my hand up? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, been, thank definitely. you so much it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and thank you for joining us on money fm thank you thanks a lot i, I really enjoyed my time thank you terrific he's vignesh sundaresan with us here on money fm 89.3 singapore's most influential radio station i'm michelle martin before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the sbh radio app available on google play or the app store